For generations, cooking has always been a rite of passage for all women. Although, I'll have to admit, not all women know how to do it well. But what happens when you want to take it seriously to make a career out of it? My guest, Hazel, has always been in love with the idea of becoming a chef and perhaps owning a restaurant, or as it is called out here in Kenya, a hotel whereby people come and eat what they want. In today's episode, she shares with me how she got to beat the stigma that comes with the fact that as a woman, she went to school to learn what many women believe to have learned for free. Stay tuned for This is the Dialogue with Celia Gaps. So, Hazel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, Hazel, we, before I even get to what we're going to talk about. What is it that you do? Um, I finished my diploma. I'm enrolling for my degree the beginning of next year. You finished your diploma in what? I was doing diploma in food and beverage. Food and beverage. So you were learning how to cook. Yeah. So does food and beverage include other things besides cooking? Yeah, it includes a lot of things besides cooking. We have service, which which entails the serving, like being a waiter. Apart from just cooking, which is you produce, then do the service to the customers. Okay. Uh, from an African culture, uh, for mothers, uh, grandmothers, were perhaps one of the greatest cooks in the world. Uh, grandmothers didn't go school to learn how to cook do you get such questions from your peers and friends or family do people ask you was it really worth it yeah a lot of people ask me because they feel like it's something basic yeah so i get those questions a lot of times and how does it make you feel Sometimes good, sometimes bad because there are some people who ask it positively some of them ask it in a negative way. You say sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. What about the bad feeling? How you respond when it makes you feel bad? Um, I try to ignore them because I know it it's something which affects me, not them. So I, I kind of make the bad look good. Then I forget about it. How do you make the bad look good? Um, I did cooking because I had passion for it. So I... I think through having passion for everything or anything, I, that passion makes you bring down everything else that is negative. It, it brings down everything that is negative to bring the positive out of yeah. the negative vibe. Yeah. That's, that is a great mindset. I, maybe I should learn and take notes because we live in a world where when people don't understand what you're doing, they become judgmental and they discourage you and so many people have not achieved or reached their dreams because they were discouraged so i hope people really take note of that because it's really really relevant you said you've learned so many things in your studies what are the things that you've learned we've learned a lot of things but i'll give an example of a unit i learned it's called control as the name really suggests, it's just control. Having control over everything you do. As a chef, as a waitress. You know, cooking entails being a chef and a waitress at the same time. Because 
that field has uh, people with maybe asthma, which uh, they won't be disadvantaged because of the smoke in the kitchen, you understand? So such people are given opportunities to become waiters or waitresses because the kitchen stuff, the cooking is not that easy depending on how many people you are cooking for and serving. So uh, in, in control, you, you learn how to manage the demands and the supplies of the customers who come around the hotel so that you ensure you maximize on the profit and minimize on the losses you get. So during uh, in that unit, we learn how to store things, you know, and then get things which are marketable at that time. You know, the demands come on different occasions. For, for instance, when it's, let's, let me put it like Christmas. A lot of people go to hotels for celebrations during Christmas compared to a time like maybe back to school, you see. So during the time of back to school, you have to reduce the, as the supply, supply, or oh, as the demand reduces, you have to reduce the supply too. Because if you don't, you see, You'll you have make a losses. Lot, yeah, you'll make a lot of losses. So you have to make sure you control everything that is running around that hotel. Yeah. I, I think that's that's great. Uh, when I was studying, I I actually studied psychology, and I didn't understand why my school would teach us things that didn't have anything with psychology. But when you go to the real world, because school is not the real world, you understand that. Even those units that you learn that had nothing to do with your major, they kind of come in handy in your daily routine as a professional uh, worker. And you, you talk about uh, your units called control, and it helps people, as he says, to have control over everything that they're doing. And you also talked about disadvantages. Uh, maybe I could ask you, what is the one disadvantage that you could maybe have that would stop you from pursuing your dream of being a professional maybe worldwide chef i think uh, one disadvantage i've encountered uh, when even when doing my internship is uh, a lot of managers those people who own hotels they really really pay people very very the range of the salary is very little like you can get someone maybe you do medicine, yeah? Someone gets 100,000 per month. You see, that's just maybe the salary. Then the person has some commission in between. But in the hotel industry, the salary ranges from 10 to around 40,000. With the economy of Kenya right now or maybe another place, you see, it's very... Uh, if you compare that money to the way the economy is going, it's not so... It's not so it's not encouraging, profitable. yeah. So in Kenya, in and I also assume in most African countries, the hotel industry has not quite developed as in a Western. Meaning, as you said, you can study, but yet your future isn't quite guaranteed. Yeah. So knowing that, how does it make you feel personally? I feel like we as chefs are denied a lot of chances financially, mentally, physically, because uh, some people belittle the course we do. Then uh, most of the people 
that do that cause they some of them just do it because maybe somebody pushed them to do it like maybe their grades pushed them to do such a thing but deep down they don't have the passion for doing it because of the way uh, people take it the perception people have towards that cause so i think it's not it's not really a proper way of of people t- people uh, i don't think it's a proper way of people doing thing i i uh, i totally get you uh ex- and as an african certain jobs haven't quite gotten the the recognition that they deserve i, I really do get you and uh to move away from uh from that uh now that you're cook i will definitely assume that you've cooked thousands of meals what is the secret to the perfect meal i would tell everybody the secret to a perfect meal is having passion for cooking that meal so that there's meal. no there's no secret ingredient no there's no secret ingredient i think cooking is all about creativity people cook differently you can't tell me the way a kenyan cook is the same way congolese people cook maybe the same way the european people cook but at the end of the day everybody finds the food delicious So I wouldn't say it's more of skills. No. You said cooking is all about creativity. Yeah. What's the most creative um meal you've ever made? The most creative meal. Mm, I prepared spaghetti in a different way. What way? We are taught how to prepare spaghetti by boiling. Most most ways people use is boiling, but as for me I roasted it. You roasted spaghetti? Yeah, I roasted spaghetti. How does it taste? Funny. It tasted funny but I kind of liked it. Have you ever shared it with people? Yeah. What did they most, say? Uh most of the people liked it but some didn't like the taste. But definitely in every meal you cook it it depending on people's tastes. Uh there's someone who will find it not in, not that good. Like for me, uh when someone prepares meat for me, uh if that food meat is freshly prepared i wouldn't really love it but if it's roast it's dried maybe fast or something of the sort i would really love it if it if it turns out that you're the first human being to ever cook spaghetti that way how would you name it if it's your own i mean creation how would you name the meal i think i would name it after my name So you will call it Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Hazel recipe, I would love to try it one day. Uh now that you know that jobs are not um really profitable, especially in your field. Do you still plan on um completing your I mean going for your degrees? Yeah, I plan on doing my degrees then doing another course afterwards or having another course as part time. Which would be if you don't mind sharing mm, i haven't decided yet because uh, I'm, i'm still thinking of employment opportunities i'll get after doing the course the the course that you're planning to do after you complete your degree yeah okay um uh, now back to to what you study now let's say you've completed university yeah now you're out in the world do you think expectations are raised when people know that you a professional chef especially when you want to get 
a job? Yeah, I think they are raised, but not in not that much. Because looking back at the way my mom used to uh, perceive things, and right now, like right now, if there is a function at home, my mom would really, really love for me to prepare meals because she has the faith that I took my kid to school to study this course so she would do it much better than her sisters who haven't done it. So I take that her mentality can be someone else's in the society. Talking about your mom, I grew up in a family where my father always seemed to have the better orientations for for us. Was your mom supportive of your your choice? Yeah, she was. And how did you feel when she supported you? Because trust me, not every parent will support. Um, I mean, not every parent would want their kids to go study cooking, especially in Africa. Yeah. I felt good because at that time when for you for for you, it's always hard for you as a person also to choose something because it's based on the career you see that's a whole future ahead of you so uh, when she encouraged me to do it I felt good because sometimes you need some optimism around you yeah so I, I really felt good mm-hmm. and do you have siblings yeah uh girls or we are a family of four girls. Four girls. Yeah. Now, my brothers and I are very competitive. I can only assume uh, or how it is at home, knowing that you study uh, food and beverage. Does it become more competitive in terms of cooking? Do you try to show them, yeah, I know what the hell I'm doing? Definitely. <laughs> how do they take it? They take it positively because they believe Learning is a continuous process. So when I do something and they they see, they compare it to how they do it at home, then maybe if there is something they do it, they do, and maybe it's complex when you've learned it. Yeah, they learn that from me. And talking about learning, are you still curious to learn from other people? Yeah. What's the most recent dish you've learned? I learned how to prepare Congolese ugali. Congolese, <laughs> Congolese ugali. How different is it from the way Kenyans cook it? Yeah, it's a bit different in a way that it takes a long period of time to prepare. Then uh, the the serving is also different compared to ours. You know, we Kenyans just prepare the ugali. Then after that, you take it to the table. You slice it with a knife. You're done. But the Congolese way... It's a, it's a bit different. They prepare round balls. They call them bulls. <laughs> they call them bulls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm sure whoever taught you how to cook it maybe knew what they were doing. One, one more question before we maybe end this episode. If in the future nothing pans out, nothing works the way you set things up to be, what is your final take uh, to survive mm, i don't really really have a final take to survive but as per now i think my i really really depend on my sisters as my support system so right now i wouldn't make a decision concerning me without consulting them so i think i would consult them on the decision i would have wanted to make maybe if they 
they see it right for me, then I would go ahead and do it. But if they see it wrong, I think they would suggest something better for me because I trust them more than sometimes I trust my guts or instincts. That's great. That's great to have faith uh, in people that way. Uh, now I want us to play a little game since you study cooking. I want you to help me bust some myths and you just see the way it goes. Is it true that only women can cook? No. It's not true. Yeah. Is it true that men can cook good food? Yeah, men can cook good food, real good food. Have you witnessed that? Yeah. In Kenya? Yeah. Where? In school, we have a lot of men who prepare different meals in school. In school and sometimes you even find they cook nice meals compared to we ladies. Is it weird for a man to cook? I don't find it weird. You don't find it weird? No. Some women find it sexy. Do yeah. You, are you part of those yeah. women? Yeah. I would really, really love, maybe if someday I have a boyfriend, maybe who would prepare me uh, a meal. I would really love it. Uh, what advice would you have for people uh, who are trying to lose weight? To eat food with low cholesterol levels. Okay. I'm really happy to have you on the show today and i hope to see you again soon i'm happy too thanks for having me sure